team comes into possession of a new laptop and soon discovers that the previous owner is not only watching him, but also will do anything to get it back. Jeff, this week on That's Terrible, we're going to talk about Unfriended Dark Web, which is uh, Unfriended 2. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one, but uh, the second one is a thumbs up for me. <laughs> we will talk about the first one. Um, not entirely related, but there's there's a reason I wanted to do this movie and not the first one. Uh, okay. we can, <laughs> I can safely say that. Um, this is going to launch in a, a little bit of a, you know, we we talked about covid horror movies where everything's conducted over zoom um this yep. is one of those this is um most it's entirely presented as like a a screen a mac screen um and this is you know obviously this being a sequel this is not the first movie to do this but um there have been a number of movies that have done this sort of it's all technology it's not actually a camera you're just like seeing somebody's entire screen and the whole story plays out there and I think this movie did that pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Um, so real quick on the story of this one, um, we have Matthias, who uh, he comes into possession of a MacBook. And the first thing you see is him like logging into it. And it's this nice, like very realistic presentation of like, oh, I just got a secondhand laptop and oh, I didn't get the password. I have to guess the password. And, you know, he, he does that, which is maybe not the most realistic thing, but um, <laughs> it pops up and it's like, here's the stuff that's set to launch when the MacBook is is open. And, like, one of the first things is FaceTime. And he's like, no, 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 get that shit out of here. I'm, I'm fucking with yeah, that. No. And he, you know, logs out of Facebook accounts and, and logs into his own and, and does all that sort of stuff. And uh, we come to find out that he is working on an app called Papaya to help him communicate with his deaf girlfriend, Amaya, which I think is uh, just adorable play on words right there. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> uh, so obviously, the, this dude has some technical know-how. Um, and the crux of this story is the laptop owner um, contacts him through Facebook or or eventually contacts him through facebook and, and other means but he you know is still semi logged into the original owner's facebook account and somebody starts messaging him like who the fuck is this and all this stuff and it that kind of like launches off our story that intersects with matthias and all of his friends having like a, a game night that they do you know periodically where they're playing cards against humanity and you know person's like hey you stole my fucking laptop he's like no i bought it on craigslist ho and uh then they're like hey, well show me the ad give me a link to the ad where you bought it and this yeah, is where shit. we find out that <laughs> matthias uh technically stole this laptop it was in the lost and found it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's his reasoning for sure and he's like oh it was there for like three or four weeks so i was like fuck it um you know his friends are like that's fucking fucked up dude don't do that yeah and well he you know he admits defeat he tells the person in a message like okay i'll take it back where i found it i'm sorry well he doesn't say i'm sorry he he'll, he says i'll take it back and like right as he's about to log off he clears the history he does, removes his shit you know um essentially starts scrubbing himself from it and right yeah. as he's about to shut down he gets a message that's like very cryptic hey you know did you get the money i sent really enjoyed your contributions want you to do things differently next time and that that piques his interest just enough where he can't cancels that 
that shut down and starts to look into it a little further. Uh, come to find out that uh, there's this hidden folder on the drive that contains something called the river. Um, he contacts a knowledgeable friend of his and he's like, no, I don't know what that is, but you know, here's how you, well, he learns how to find the hidden folders. And then that person doesn't know what the river is. Um, one of the friends in a vid- in the video chats, like, yo, that's fucking dark web shit. And, launches into this whole thing where essentially it's like a human trafficking thing um it's a little bit hostile uh as in the movie not hostile um where people are kidnapped and and videotaped and um people send money for requests and what they'd like to see on video and they find the video evidence of this and um yeah kind of launches into that while the person wants their laptop back and there's some fucking plot twists that happen but i guess we'll get into that that's just kind of the overview um obviously things do not end well for um 99.9 percent of parties involved it is a <laughs> horror movie after all um yeah but yeah uh so what did you what what'd, what'd you think of it like how did it come across to you um i thought it was pretty good it piqued my interest pretty early on in the film which is surprising because the you know zoom skype fucking horror movies that have come out i've probably gotten into them 10 minutes into each one and been able to turn it off and be like i really don't need to see how that ends because i don't really give a shit because the ones that i've seen i thought were all kind of the same to where they're all skyping because they're friends or they're old college friends and they want to get together and they're like oh my god i haven't seen you for so long and some idiot's like hey i got a ouija board and they're like don't do it and he's like oh, i'm yeah. gonna do it fuck that and then like shit just happens which i'm all for paranormal possession type movies and stuff but something about that just does not come across as a good movie to me when it's done over skype or fucking zoom so yeah i've never really finished one of these movies but uh this one was definitely different and i actually liked it a lot i i think the thing that separates this one from a lot of others is that there is a concrete in-world reason why people should not be leaving their computers uh in a lot of the other ones it's just like oh i'm just gonna sit in front of this computer while shit's going to fucking hell around me uh so like the the first one the first unfriended is is that it's um a dead ex or a a dead uh classmate of you know the main characters involved who is haunting them um essentially you know it's it's classmate who had some sort of um embarrassing video of her go viral she committed suicide and this is her as a spirit trying to find out like who uploaded the video and ma- and making people pay for um you know their part in it uh it's almost like 13 reasons why it's like everyone had you know some role to play um, yeah, yeah it actually had some cool elements some cool deaths that were involved like at one point somebody kills himself with a blender it's pretty fucked up Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> yeah so it's it's this kind of game that's played at one point they do like a never have i ever and the, the loser gets killed um mm-hmm. and so there there's like some good stuff to it but to your point i i didn't think it hit as well um because it was like this possession thing but in dark web it's a very real threat it's like the these hackers essentially who uh this like network almost that are jacking in they're they're finding people's accounts they're finding out where they live and you know using that information very real stuff obviously yeah. Um, and 
the, the crux of, you know, hey, don't leave your computer is if someone leaves, I, I kill Amaya. And like, that's that's what it boils down to for Matthias. Um, yeah. But also, if any of them know about it, I will kill her as well. So he has to play this game of like, all right, I got to make people stick around, but I can't tell them what's going on because A, they're watching and B, they told me not to. If anyone calls the cops, this is going to end bad. You know, it's just this this tiptoed line that he has. And I I thought, you know, the acting was pretty well done as well um, to convince me that A, this was realistic and B, that these characters actually had, you know, these motivations and things like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I was definitely surprised because once again, on movies where they pick unknown actors, it's a 50-50 on if it's going to go really fucking well or it's going to be really shit. And so, like, yeah. uh, Pranaconda, everybody was shit in that movie. But uh, right. <laughs> this one worked out well. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily put this on a, a Pranaconda level. I mean, this is a this is a Bloomhouse production, you know, and, and they, have, they have their hits yep. and their misses, but they're also yeah. pretty good at... Uh, being inventive and also you know picking relatively unknown talent uh did you recognize anyone from this movie no not not anyone at all <laughs> okay um so uh matthias uh played by colin waddell um was actually in that most recent call of the wild movie the one with uh harrison ford yep i can't say <laughs> i've seen that one um so i i vaguely recognize him um but then uh serena the uh the blonde that was with uh, Nari. Um, she was in Handmaid's Tale, and that's where I recognized her from more than anything. She yeah. was also in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which um, you know that's obviously a a, a pretty big uh, movie. Um, I feel like I recognize her from something else. Um, oh, the fucking she she's in the Mindy Project, which you probably haven't seen. But um, uh, to be honest, like I haven't seen any of what you're fucking talking. About. Yeah, right, right. I, I imagine that only... at least at least two of those three you had not seen. Um, yeah, the only one I vaguely remember is the call to the wild or whatever it's called of the wild is oh, because of the trailer and they decided to use a CGI dog and that stuck out to me as fucking god awful. It yeah. just brought me back bad. to Piranaconda and I just never wanted to watch it again. So I mean, <laughs> side story on that. Did you ever see the behind the scenes of how they made that? They had a fucking dude in a suit like pretending to be a dog. So fucked up. Like um, why? <laughs> but uh, yeah, back onto the movie. <laughs> um I I also felt that AJ was uh somewhat recognizable, but I looked up his stuff and I don't think I've seen anything that he was in except he was in one episode of Key and Peel, which might be what it was or maybe he just has one of those faces, but um yeah across the board unknowns and I, th I thought they did uh really really fucking well making it convincing um and just I, I the story i thought the story was was put together really well uh, especially with you know it wasn't straightforward there were twists and turns and i thought the way that the hackers um both took people out and and got people taken out was pretty impressive yeah kill count was dope <laughs> oh yeah 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 for sure I have to say my favorite one was the AJ one where they live yeah. on the video edited together um, audio of AJ calling the cops and telling them essentially that he's going to, you know, go to the mall and have some fun with his guns. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so the SWAT shows up and then they, it, you know, or really early in the movie, a thing that was very easy to miss is AJ talking about how he's got this badass new sound system. 
and he cranks the music up to fucking 12 and he's playing like some metal music and everyone's like oh it's too so fucking loud and you know at first glance it's like oh this is just his character right well yeah that's that's used against him because the hackers upload like uh sounds that the SWAT team is going to end up hearing as far as like oh here's a shotgun cocking and you know uh voiceover and, and stuff like that that played into the SWAT team just gunning him down you know for for really no reason but also because it was played very smartly where so fucked up that that audio was just fucking blaring that that was really cool and, and really fucked up um yeah obviously everyone watching that live on the video um again their reactions felt legitimate and uh, i thought that was impressive enough yeah that one and um what's her name because fuck dude the names are so damn complicated in this damn movie so because <laughs> serena and nari are a yes. couple and nari has some friends on the inside uh big boys in blue and she leaves to go get their attention i guess and get some help and try to figure out what the fuck to do because they're all in on it as far as the skype call they know what the fuck's going on and uh serena's mom is in the hospital because she has cancer and it's gotten to her brain so she's on life support in the ncu or uh i think that's what it's called and uh icu yeah that's what it is and uh yeah they hack into her computer and basically make her choose on who she wants to kill and she doesn't choose and they fucking <laughs> hack in to her mother's monitor and i'm guessing everything that's keeping her alive and shut that shit down uh and that was that pretty life support up. yeah yep. no that was super <laughs> fucked up and then you see some dude try to push nari into a train and succeeds and she gets whammed <laughs> pretty yeah. bad and and that even comes back around because at this point um amaya is they had matthias convince amaya to go to his apartment uh which was difficult to do but he got it done and she's taking the subway and that actually that accident there uh slows down and, and like stops the subway train because obviously shit's shit's happening and uh when, yeah. when she when she arrives she's like oh there's cops here i think you know i think someone got hurt or something like that uh so it was really nice to see all that like play in together uh, but that also that stoppage of the train allowed Matthias to kind of get the real story out and talk to his friends sort of candidly because the the hacker that was following Amaya had lost connection at that point, you know, um, yeah, underground, you know, no service and things like that. So all that stuff playing together was was really fucking cool. Um, I also thought that Damon um, throughout the whole story, it was kind of oh, Damon is safe. He's in, he's in the UK, right? He's, he's far yeah. away from all this. Um, but you always had that sense that this was in a, a web of people, like a, a giant web of people that you didn't really feel like he was safe, you know, outside of the fact that a, it's a horror movie. Um, but B, you know, it felt like there was a lot going on when you get into the river and you see all these, um, the Sharons, uh, the, the, people named after the ferryman of the dead uh which again i thought was cool um but when they actually take damon out and they you know kind of played him they played everybody but they played him uh uploaded he downloaded all the stuff from the computer as like evidence but that turned into they framed him and yeah uh hung him and made it look like a suicide and then typed up a note on his computer that was like 
you know, my friends and I did some fucked up things, can't live with it anymore, that sort of stuff. So all that stuff kind of coming together in this big circle of it's not just about this laptop at anymore. It's like, oh, we have the perfect people to frame, but also we need to take all of them out so we leave no traces. You know, that was smart. Yeah, that was, was really smart. There's a lot of smart things in this and to tag along on what you said about how it felt like a much bigger thing with all the Sharon's going on. I got a real big John Wick vibe. It's like, you can't fucking escape this. Like you're fucking, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to get you no matter where the fuck you are. So that, that's kind of what I felt. And then they, they killed Lex kind of the same way as if she committed suicide off of a building. Um, And then the only one that wasn't very, crazy was serena i felt they they definitely played the game with her on to save her mom or save her fiance and uh, that was pretty fucked up but as far as serena's death it was kind of just a big blow to the head and, yeah just uh, walked up behind never, her <laughs> yeah someone got her and <clears throat> we don't really know who but uh yeah no and then uh i like i also liked how at the beginning of this uh erica dune was one of the videos once he was once uh matthias was going through all of the videos that he found on his new macbook one of the last videos was erica dune and she was sleeping in her bed in her room and some dude came up and smiled at the camera like he she was going to be the next girl and everybody on the skype meeting was convinced that that's the next girl that's going to get taken and get shit done to whatever and um so they're all freaking out. And then when Matthias goes into the river program, he talks to the guy who messaged him on Facebook about, hey, I want you to like, do something a little different. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's that medieval torture where uh, you basically drill into somebody's head. And yeah, um, you, you take <laughs> out a piece of the skull without killing him. You, know, yeah. you take out a piece, almost like a lobotomy, but you just take out a chunk of the skull. So you can yeah. see the brain, you know? Yeah, it's um, super fucked up. And they're like, put something in there and, you know, bonus points if it's alive. I'm like, oh, <sighs> God, oh, fuck. And then at the yeah. end, uh, she's, you know, they, they drop her in Matthias's uh, apartment again to frame him. And she has that chunk taken out of her skull. And that's uh, fucked up. But also, yeah, that, that brings me to kind of one of the only like real questions I had. Um, if she had that chunk taken out of her skull, why was somebody asking to have that done? Or was that just like all part of convincing them that, or like setting them up for the, the framing, you know? I think it was all set up for the framing because yeah. at the end of it, that's just kind of how we figured it out as they left the laptop. Um, when it pans out to, I'm assuming the head Sharon, <laughs> he's got, yeah. you know, all of his fucking live feeds going on and everything. And it says, I think game number 14 or something. I'm pretty sure that's how game I haven't night, read game night 14. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read new, you know, Roman numerals for fucking years since I was like sophomore in high school, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it said 14. <laughs> I think and it was 14. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and dude, super fucked up shit. It's all planned out. That was like another really cool thing that they did when, uh, you know, obviously at, at some point during like the beginning, you know, Matthias talking to his friends, he's like, it's, it's game night, you know, like, or I think he said that to um, Amaya, yeah. but they, they end up playing that clip back to him when he's like, why are you doing this? And he plays that it's game night clip and it just like stacks on top of each other like a dozen times. 
I'm like, that was really fucking, that was fucked up, but that was really yeah. good. That was really yeah. fucking good. No, I like how this movie doesn't really leave too much up to question. You can question a few things, but it's more of black and white. This is how it is. Fucking let's go for this ride. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I actually really liked about it. Yeah, I'm not going to say that it was, um, you know, like I felt like it was real or anything, but it was incredibly believable, especially in the world that they set up. Um, not a lot of it was like, you know, it wasn't supernatural stuff. It was all like real world horror. And I thought that was cool. But yeah. I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about the video distortion anytime you see one of the, the Sharons? I thought it was good. I think that that was their main point on a jump scare was the loud sounds, the unsure of, you know, if it's just the screen and nobody's there and then bam, you know, someone pops up. And I thought that was a way to get in their jump scares because they didn't get any from the actual kills. But I think I think that was a nice touch and it definitely freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, you just had that feeling like some of you even they did it like a few times, not too many times where things would like glitch out a little bit. Um yeah. but yeah, anytime you see one of the uh one of the quote unquote villains in this movie, um, you can't really see them. You know, like the video is glitchy and artifacty so much that you can't really see the person. Um, and just like the whole the whole video. So sometimes it'll just start going. That that especially happened with Serena where things started glitching out and everyone's like, yo, you got to fucking go. Like, you got to get the hell out of there. And, you know, that's when she turns around and gets gets whapped, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was the only thing that felt a little almost uh, supernatural. But, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you could possibly do with technology to probably make that happen, you know? I, I, I'm no yeah, expert, but... Thing the scary thing man people can fucking do this like it's it's kind of how scream was it's a very real thing and it definitely can't happen and the plot twists and everything people think that shit out and as far as hacking goes i believe it absolutely 100 yeah. percent. it's fucking kind of terrifying <laughs> I, I don't know that the hacking in this movie um would have happened so quickly in the real world you know um but yeah it's it's all very believable stuff um and that maybe you could say that the characters who got snuck up on would probably been have been a little more on edge but also one of the things we see at, at the end like right before we have that pan out is we see uh a police officer we see doctors we see all these people that are in on the game you know they all look back at the camera and and you can tell that they're in on it and yeah again we get into that giant web you know that john wick style world of assassins sort of thing and i thought that was really cool i would love to see them make another one of these if if they can come up with a unique story you know to, to tell centered around this sort of technological manipulation rather than the whole supernatural thing from the first one uh, i think that would be really fucking cool yeah i just i don't think supernatural really works and with in my head i'm thinking that you can you know just shut the computer <laughs> and like hopefully it'll fucking pan out but and this one like you're hacked you're fucking you're dead they know everything there is to know about you <laughs> you're pretty much fucked <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, or, or at the very least, you know, with the supernatural stuff, you shut the computer and then, you know, would be off the movie. But that's like the logical thing for you to do. You might still be, you know, fucked. You know, the ghost is probably still going to get you, but it doesn't make sense in that sort of situation to just be sitting in front of your computer the whole time, you know? Yeah, no. And when they get up and they, from the movies I have seen with the supernatural shit, when they get up and they walk the computer around because they're terrified, it doesn't feel the same as if you're that character and it's a first person, you know, in that camera mode. And I don't know. It's just, I I'm very big on supernatural movies and I really hate that the fucking cam thing is real as far as people yeah. making movies about it. I just, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out really quickly that uh, Nari in this movie actually was in one of your favorite horror movies. And I didn't even notice this. Um, Interesting. She was Georgina in get out. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> i i had no fuck that thought never crossed my mind but yeah she is she's probably the one i should have known the the best is uh because she's creepy fucking georgina and get out she's in a ton of your shit bro she's in the twilight zone tv series she was fucking i wouldn't i wouldn't know in westworld because there's so many people she's in fucking upgrade that you've told me a million times to watch Damn, dude, I must just not be remembering. I I haven't seen enough of Westworld to to know that. There's so many. Um, there's so many people. There's no way you would have fucking spotted that out. <laughs> I mean, she's in a couple episodes, so she might be a little bit more of a, a bigger player. But um, yeah, Blurry Man and Twilight Zone. I don't remember. I don't remember that. That's not no. That's as easy. Um. Yeah, she must just have, like, a very forgettable face. I don't know. Or she... Maybe she's, like, real good with makeup. I don't know, because she looks different in, like, a lot of these screenshots. So <laughs> she just has one of those, you know, where she is almost like an amphibian. She can play a lot of different characters and, and look different I don't know, based on, like, hairstyle or something. I don't know. Not not the one that stuck out to me. That's That's all I can say about that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so this movie, obviously we said, uh, Bloom House production produced by one Jason Bloom. Um, I wanted to point out as well that this was produced by Timur Bekmambetov, who is a, it's a name that like people maybe remember around 2012 because he directed Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, and that was like his big claim Ooh, to fame. Fucking um, love that movie. Yeah. But I know him. He directed two supernatural thrillers is what imdb is calling them um it's a russian pair of movies called night watch and uh, day watch which i fucking loved um i read those books oh, a long time ago and those movies are like not really high budget or anything um but really really cool like uh supernatural human stories um and i thought that was fucking interesting like he you don't really hear his name anymore, but I remember seeing it a lot when uh, Abe Lincoln came out. God, dude, that's I. It sounds like a stupid movie. I remember because I had it. I have it digitally, and I asked my wife, "I'm like, hey, you want to like watch this really good movie?" And she's like, "That sounds retarded." 
I was like, yeah, I, I know what it sounds You're like. You're like, you don't say that, but yeah. Yeah, like, I know, I know this sounds stupid, but, like, it's actually a really good movie. She's like, there's no way. And we watched it. And I, God, dude, I think that thing runs two hours, 25 minutes, two hours, 30 minutes. And it's a, it's a grip of a movie, but it is fucking beautiful. It, <laughs> it's amazing. It's what a stupid title movie should look like. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I like it a lot. I believe that. That's a good um, one. The director of this movie, Steven Sisko, I believe is how you say his name. This is the only movie he's ever directed, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, I thought he did a good job. But he did write uh, The Grudge, the, the original Grudge uh, remake of the Japanese. He also oh, did okay. the second one. He did uh, Texas Chainsaw, which I believe was the second reimagining, the one that was in um, 3D. Interesting. And uh, he was a producer on The Possession, which is a movie I actually like. That's the one with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I believe the mount, the hand coming out of the mount. I don't know, that sounds generic. Oh, as the fuck, one but with I... uh, Modest Yahoo? Yes. As the rabbi? <laughs> yes, that's the that's one. That's a yep. solid movie. <laughs> you, you are correct, and you are correct. <laughs> the uh, only movie he's ever been in. <laughs> that can't be true. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I feel like okay, he should yeah. be typecast as the Jewish guy and stuff. <laughs> but I yeah, know. I mean, oh, well, he shaved his head and stuff. He doesn't really look like that anymore. Oh, what? Yeah, dude, he what? shaved his head. Fuck, 2013. I f- I feel yeah. like he doesn't do music anymore either. Oh, uh, oh. I got excited. I'm like, he was in Knocked Up, but no, he did the uh, soundtrack for that. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, he's been in shit. I guess he was in The Big Bang Theory at some point, but... Okay, that makes sense. I, remember, I don't remember that. makes that. quite a bit of sense, actually. Yeah, he has not been in much shit. He's been in The Clash, which I've never seen, and the Lethal Weapon TV series, which hmm. uh, I'm sure nobody watched. Yeah, that's that seems like a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah if you don't know who modest yahoo is uh just fix that right now yeah type that shit in <laughs> and um, uh go to town <laughs> on spotify uh so let's see here um the original trailer for unfriended was actually uploaded to the real dark web <laughs> yes oh i love this movie even more that's fucking legit <laughs> Uh, that actually is really fucking cool. I wonder how that was presented. Um, like, was it a, a real thing or was it just like, hey, here's a trailer for my movie? You know, were they, were they trying to? Cool. Were they trying to Blair Witch it or were they just being straight with it? Yeah, that's. Ins- I wish I would have known, and yeah. was on the dark web, you know, religiously at that time. But uh, I can't say that I was. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> um. Oh, actually, I should probably mention there are two alternate endings to this movie. Um, one was theatrical and one was um, on the DVD. Um, and okay. I'm just going to, I don't want to read this whole thing beat for beat, but I did see the other theatrical um, alternate ending in which, so at the end, uh, Matthias, once he's able to uh, get, in, get back in contact with Amaya and finally realizes that he should not bring her to his apartment, um, he tells her in sign language that he wants her to meet him at the spot where they share their first kiss. So hopefully that that leads her to shake her follower 
and also you know not alert anyone to where she's going because it's not being said out loud and that sort of stuff um after he does that in the alternate ending he arrives at the park and he finds a hole in the ground with an open casket uh he gets knocked out and you know lo- long story short gets buried alive um Fuck. Fuck. yeah <laughs> yeah he he attempts to uh video chat from inside the coffin um the the circle uh, as they're apparently called in this description pixelates his mouth so he cannot even talk to amaya um <laughs> gotcha. it's, it's pretty fucked up yeah um and then in the alternate dvd ending i'll just read this one real quick uh matthias locates the warehouse where the sharons took amaya oh wait, that's the thing we forgot to mention um he watches they contact amaya as matthias and tell her to go to this warehouse essentially and why she would go there i'm not really sure um and they they knock her out on video and it's it's assumed that she is the next uh you know victim just like um what was the the girl from the beginning you know she's she's going to be the next uh contribution to to the circle let's say um she matthias goes to that that location um cannot find amaya and he he seems to lose hope he finds a revolver on the floor and um kills himself um or or it's implied that he kills himself because everything went wrong so what fucking ending did we watch (laughs) was that just the one from the theater yeah just like the regular theater ending where gotcha um oh that was the other thing i was gonna say the sheer scope of everything really comes through at the end because they put up a poll whether matthias should live or die and there's a countdown i think it was like a two minute 120 second thing and at one point whoever puts it up like scrolls it off screen for a second so that everyone can like see what's happening you know when they bring it back like towards the end what was the fucking number there was like fifty thousand votes or something ridiculous possibly even more so it just really shows you like how big this thing was um, and then obviously they vote yes, and he gets hit by a car almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, that, I like the ending. I liked all the endings you said. I think between that and him getting buried alive, I would have been happy either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I continue to think that the people who wrote this movie and and put this movie together really fucking went for it. You know they got all their creative ideas into this and actually it was it was the director who was is the only credited writer on this and yeah i mean a, a really creative way to try to shake up this this genre that at the time so this movie came out in 2018 so it's not too long ago but yeah this this stuff was still kind of fresh and it already felt stale you know if that makes any sense at all yeah yeah no i it's a nice breath of fresh air for me because the horror movies i i can connect horror movies together no matter what time they came out like oh this kind of reminds me of this this kind of reminds me of that but this one is kind of definitely out there more on the thriller side if you haven't seen it it's not too much horror but uh yeah yeah no i liked it uh let's see here um the damon actor is supposed to be a british character but he is in fact australian born um okay the serial code for the mac macbook pro is actually real apparently (laughs) (laughs) 
dope dope yeah uh yeah i mean there's there's a bunch of like little little things that are obviously call outs to the first unfriended call outs to other films in this genre which i think is actually really cool um yeah purge connection there's some some purge stuff happening that's right betty gabriel who was uh nari was in that purge election year which i did not see i I have have no interest in that um (laughs) but uh yeah thank you it's it's a cool movie it's a cool movie i don't want to read through all these all these trivia things because they're all really long and involved um (laughs) but yes I like that they shifted away from supernatural to a real thing. That's that's important that was, to me. That's really fucking important. Yeah, that was my main worry. Because you're like, we should do this movie. I'm like, oh fuck, dude, I'm gonna rip this thing apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joke right? on you. Plot twist. Um. So you know, question about Unfriended. Um, that shows up on Google when you look for the movie. Can unfriended dark web happen? That is exactly how this is phrased. Um, and the director uh, references real life events that, that actually inspired this movie. So if you ever wanted to feel, you know, a little more fucked up about the state of the world, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he wrote a script with a former CIA agent and they had, you know, these types of things obviously came up in conversation and that's what he, he used for um the the basis of this movie and and the ideas in the movie and everything and yeah that's um pretty fucked up (laughs) yeah no i i got that feel that all this could really happen there wasn't anything that screamed out to me it's like okay well that's fucking really pushing your limits there i don't think you would ever do that but but yeah no everything seemed pretty believable on my end yeah, and I I think again that that AJ the the swatting thing essentially was uh the most fucked up because that that is the most um basic thing, you know, that that happens that people get swatted for being someone on the internet that somebody doesn't like and uh yeah. that's that even without the, you know, they're playing the audio through the speakers and that sort of thing like that just those people get shot sometimes and that's real fucked up. Um yeah. So fucked up movie horror horror uh horrifying is the word I'm trying to use <laughs> in many many ways <laughs> kind of like yeah. a like a home invasion movie that just makes you feel really uneasy for a while you know yeah no even recording this podcast I'm like someone someone's fucking listening dude someone's, someone's gonna... like, well I fucking hope someone's listening <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no well I hope I hope fans are listening um thank you for being here <laughs> and uh, if you don't hear from us again you know who it was and and whatever they say whatever i say in a in a word document on my desktop it's a lie yeah yeah definitely and i will be uh taking down all my speakers in my house so that no one may hack those and i'm um, going analog yeah and also <laughs> Fucking... don't steal macbooks nope nope i bought That's this him. uh from a friend and i really hope he didn't steal it <laughs> and if he did it's uh the other guy on the other end of this podcast <laughs> don't not me. me i don't know nothing <laughs> um yeah that's that's oh. the real story here this is just apple propaganda saying don't steal macbooks <laughs> oh fuck yeah no oh man well you know i think we covered that movie 
good and i i think you think surprisingly good uh, especially given you know the the first appearances of it uh yeah yeah definitely what about news we got a I... new haunting of bly manor tra- trailer and i'm excited about that oh, fuck i'm so ready i haven't watched the second trailer just because i did watch the first trailer and it was pretty vague and I don't want to watch the second one because I just want to be surprised when I watch it. <laughs> I but yes, I'm I can sympathize stoked. with that. Um, I could not contain myself because <laughs> um, that that thing comes out on October 9th, which is not far away. Oh, but it is yeah. that is well, uh, so that is two Fridays from now, or from when this podcast will be up. Um, it's too long. I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait. <laughs> And they're they're just doing the Netflix thing and launching the entire season, right? They're not doing it episode by episode. Um, I, I do believe that that is the case. Okay, good. First, I will first episode. One yep, yep, yep. Looks like they're all coming out of the night. Oh, that's a tough thing to oh, binge yeah. in one night, dude. Oh, I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't know that I could mentally do that. <laughs> I think I. Did. Also, that's like nine hours. That's fucking nine hours of shit, dog. I don't dude, think you have fucking, that much time in your day. Don't be a bitch, dude. Let's fucking do it. And we're going to live stream through the we're entire doing thing. doing it live. Nine hour live stream. Let's fucking go. Uh, all right. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Um, uh, The first Polish slasher film is hitting Netflix called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't know netflix is coming up with more horror things uh once again they are a hit or miss obviously the haunting of hill house was a giant hit uh fucking brilliance on their part and then they have some not so good ones but a polish slasher film i am intrigued <laughs> that's interesting and so they've uh released some images of that and it's got this fucked up dude on it uh kind of a hell's have eyes type of vibe and his head is over this giant forest with this group of campers that look willing to go camping and so <laughs> unfortunately we'll uh we'll uh see how that pans out and uh yeah no it looks kind of kind of nuts but I will probably be watching it. And then the other thing that I have is Bella Thorne. Um, you would know her from the Scream series. She is the ever so popular girl from season one, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's yeah, getting, yep. yeah, she's getting a uh, revenge. Uh, I forgot. Ian, like uh, I spit on your grave and those type of movies, the rape revenge movies, I'm assuming is what it is. It's a thriller uh, featuring Mickey Rourke. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Whiplash from Iron Man 2, if you do not know who that is, <laughs> because that's his most claim to fame. Uh, oh, obviously. I mean, <laughs> obviously the Russian supervillain from Iron Man 2. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, no. Gun. Nah, dude, he always comes back because he was done for a minute and then he Holy came out with The Wrestler, I believe. The Wrestler was really <laughs> fucking good. I Yeah. The Wrestler is where people should know Mickey Rourke from. 
Um, yeah. Honestly, his role in the first Sin City movie was pretty good too, but The Wrestler is a damn good movie. Yeah, yeah. No, Wrestler was great. I was kidding on Iron Man too. Um, no, I, I, I'm with you. Solid. I'm okay. with you. I believe that okay. people will probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, no. And uh, as far as her acting, I actually liked her in Scream. I thought she was believable and kind of a preppy bitch that yep. we kind of wanted gone. And so in a <laughs> revenge thriller, we shall see. I usually like those movies because I think the last one I watched was surprisingly enough called Revenge on Shudder. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah, not not too shabby, but uh, as long as they get creative with kills, if there is any, like they did in I Spit in Your Grave, uh, that's probably why I like the movie. They got what they fucking had coming to them. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's, we'll see I how think that that's what uh, that's that's what that sort of movie needs. Uh, it, it needs yeah. kind of like what Unfriended Dark Web did was like you need to be really creative. You need to have these things that seem to be working against the person and then they turn them on, you know, their their assailant in a really smart way and, and just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then also speaking of I Spit on Your Grave, apparently they're doing a new Blu-ray box set that includes the re- restoration of the original film plus new sequel and documentary. Hmm. So if that's your fucking <laughs> your gold when it comes to horror movies, um, I would definitely pick up this box set. I might just on... The fact that apparently there's going to be a new one and the documentary would be very interesting because I think before this, there wasn't any rape revenge movies that I can think of. Yeah, I think that probably launched a a certain genre of movie, but I I, am certainly not qualified to say yes or no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking at, at the <laughs> at the very least, like that that strong uh, female lead who's who's in power, who's not just a final girl, who's actually you know um, taking it to to somebody. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I got fucking distracted by <laughs> looking at the front of these DVDs. These uh, taglines on it are just. Uh, something else let's see the first one is says you know big black letters this woman has just cut chopped broken and burned five men beyond recognition but no jury in america would ever convict her Hmm. so that one's uh interesting and then the second one says after it was all over she waited then she struck back in a way only a woman can uh amen's sister you get yours and then uh <laughs> on i'm assuming this is the sequel which is i spit on your grave deja vu and it says vengeance thy name is woman um mm. i'm all for you naturally know, yeah you know i'm all i'm all for women standing up and everything like that but these taglines are you know they're just not doing it for me they're, they're you know working against the cause let's let's say yeah no but you know i might pick up this box set just because 
I'm really intrigued about that documentary. I do like documentaries on horror movies, and this one it would definitely be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, that's that's all my news. Once again, we don't have much going on. Apparently, Stranger Things 4 is going to start filming in four days. Oh. As a recording of this podcast. So um, I kind of thought it was done, but I guess not. So fuck me, right? Yeah, I wish I was more excited about those words you just said, but (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm yeah, no, I I, I'll still watch it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, I don't think I actually finished the third one, but um, yeah, I would say that I will um watch it, but it just has never lived up to season one for me, and I think that is a bummer. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but by the next time, well, it's very likely by the next time that we do this, it will be October. Um, we Ooh. have horror stuff coming to Netflix. Huluween is going to happen, going to be happening. Um, if we don't suck, we'll have some sort of Shocktober thing happening, but yeah, let's <laughs> at the very least next week, we're going to continue this. Um, what? <sighs> What would you call this genre of movie? Like, I think I I can't remember what you said it. <laughs> well, I would like like spoken. like Zoom okay. horror is is what I would call it now, or or what is probably going to spawn out of everything that's happened this year. But yeah, internet yeah. based horror. Yeah, you know, uh, sing, single screen horror, webcam horror, something like that. Uh, we're going to continue that. We're going to do one that's a little bit older than Unfriended Dark Web. Um, and actually inspired some of what Dark Web did. So Don't we will check hope. in on that next week, thereabouts. And until then, he's been Jeff and I've been Jordan. And this has been That's Terrible. And we thank you for listening. <laughs>